For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Why, hello, happy Monday, seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550, KTSA. I'm Sean, this is my dumb little show. I'm back in the studio. I'm actually wearing underclothes. And uh, it's nice to be here uh, back uh, around everybody. 210-599. My wife wanted me to stay home. She likes me being at home. And uh, in my jammies, but uh, it was time to come back to the studio. And good to see my brother Trey and Mr. Don Morgan and James and Elaine and everybody here. Everything went well. I'm wearing uh, I am I'm wearing my overalls though, which is incredibly embarrassing to my wife. She hates it when I wear the overalls. Yeah, what's but, up with that? Well, because the the waistband of anything I wear hits right about where the scars are. Oh, okay. I think you pull off the overalls very well. I think I look fine in overalls. Yeah. I'm I'm an influencer. I'm a global influencer, <laughs> and I I suspect that after, now that I'm wearing my overalls, I suspect a lot of people will start wearing overalls because I'm so influential. So, new Gilbo chic, <laughs> new yeah. Gilbo chic, brother. You hear that? He's gone from being an under the influencer to an influencer. <laughs> That's the switch yeah. in my life. I'm no longer under the influence. Now I influence others. What an amazing transformation! I <laughs> also I also lied. I'm actually not wearing any underwear. Two one zero. We knew. 599. Don't tell me how you knew. I don't want to know. 210-599-5555. I don't want to know. Um, well, so, wow. Apparently, uh, this little pandemic-y thing that we all dealt with for several years and are still dealing with, um, th- this may come as a shock to you. So before I say this, I want you to hold on to something sturdy. Brace yourself. Apparently, the, the, the COVID came from the Wuhan lab. Wow. Shocker. The Energy Department now, along with the FBI, who said this last week, are now saying that the, more than likely the pandemic came uh, from, a, from a mishap out of Wuhan. It was a leak of some kind. It was an accident. Uh, this on the heels of learning more about the masks, which I always thought were a bunch of bull crap, but according to, I think it's the CDC, that's the newest information or the newest, the, the masks only provide about 5% efficacy. Don't you love saying the word efficacy? Makes you sound all educated and whatnot. I knew the masks were a bunch of bull crap, but I put one on and my glasses would steam up. In fact, Dr. Fauci himself was saying initially that the masks don't do a damn thing except encourage people to wipe their, you know, rub their noses, and that's worse. And when we were all out there and Donald Trump was out there saying this is a China virus, a China virus, what were we? We were freaking racists. We were xenophobes. <laughs> Wasn't the xenophobe the alien creature in the alien movies? I'm kidding. <laughs> 
in fact, if you remember uh, when uh, Donald Trump shut the border down, because oddly, China, uh, you know, I, I also believe, just let me let me tell you where I stand before you know where I sit on things. Um, the, uh, the, the, the Chinese, I believe, released the virus intentionally. Now, that's where I, the CD, the Energy Department's not saying that. They're saying it was a mistake. I think it was intentional. Why do I think this? Because they put people on airplanes that they knew were COVID positive, airplanes that then flew to New York. Uh, but I do believe that uh, uh, the virus came out of the Wuhan lab because they were doing gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab, and they were funding the gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab with, well, our tax dollars here in America, which Dr. Fauci, being a soulless scumbag, uh, basically laundered through another organization to get the money to Wuhan to 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 fund gain of function, which, as we all now know, is how you basically weaponize a virus that only appears in animals, and uh, you you allow it to attach to certain proteins and certain molecules in human beings, and boom, shakalaka, you have a pandemic. So, wow, apparently we weren't racists. We weren't xenophobes. Do you ever get the feeling that a lot of white, you're not white liberals, but just liberal pukes in general who fling around the word xenophobe, do you ever think that many of them probably don't even know what the hell the word means? But it sounds great, you know what I mean? You're so xenophobic. What's it mean? It means you. Uh, now now that we, we have confirmation, if you will, from the Energy Department at least, uh, that... Uh, that the the virus came out of the Wuhan lab. Are, is Donald Trump going to be getting any apologies, you think? Even uh, Joe Biden called him a racist at one point. A white. Are we going to get any apologies for folks who were out there with their underwear in a bunch talking about how racist it is to attach this? Remember when Nancy Pelosi was bebopping through Chinatown? It's okay. You can come on out and get some wontons. I prefer the Peking duck, but I got money. Any apologies for calling us all racist? Probably not, no. As my man Trey pointed out, they they put this story out there on a Friday, hoping, hoping that nobody really pays much attention to it. In fact, even when you see the reporting on it, it's almost like you're in a hushed whisper. Ah, the Energy Department is just saying, is saying now. The Energy Department, the Wall Street Journal is now reporting that the virus looks like it came from Wuhan. Shh, quiet. Don't let anybody know. You know, I mean, what a bunch of bullcrap. Pretty much anything the people who were called freaking racists and conspiracy theorists were saying about the COVIDs, apparently was true. Because Trey and I, you know, we went through the whole COVID thing together, man. That's our show started. We started doing that show uh, where in Rima, I don't know, a handful of months before the pandemic kicked in because we hadn't been doing it very long and we all had to go home. 
And we were out there, uh, like a lot of folks saying, you know what, obviously this came from the Wuhan lab, and the masks don't do squat, and keeping the kids home is going to mess them up. Very early on, we were looking at uh, depression rates, DV, domestic violence rates, drug abuse, alcoholism, all of it on the uptick once uh, they started shutting everything down. We were crazy people. We were conspiracy theorists. I've been anti-mask almost from the beginning because initially I took Dr. Fauci's advice that the mask were, masks were bad and actually didn't prevent anything and actually encouraged people to touch their face, which initially is what you weren't supposed to do. And I'll be damned. Driving around, I still see people in their, in their F-150s and their minivans. I guess we don't really have minivans anymore. They're more like SUV-type thingies, but same purpose, right? See people in these vehiculars driving around. They're all all alone. They got their damn mask on. You ever see somebody? Because what happened is they they trained us so very well, and some people really drank the Kool Aid Kool Aid on this thing. And if you, baby, if you were anti mask or anti vax, or you called it the China virus, you were just the worst piece of crap on the planet, weren't you? You're killing people. What would you, Jesus would wear a mask? <laughs> Remember, and they're shaking old old guys down in the paint department at Walmart who don't have a freaking mask on. Those people became true believers. In fact, many of those people still have the stupid border around their stupid profile pictures. I'm vaxxed. We can do this. And if you're not, you suck and you're a racist. And apparently all that happy crap that we were talking about is true did come from china did come from wuhan the masks don't do squat (laughs) and i you know i i hate the masks i've always hated the masks uh and i'll take a break i I say this all the time one of the you know i I was in the hospital during my during my medical thing at the height of uh, covid and i met i interacted with so many people during that four months, who ended up meaning the work, just there were these, these people were my heroes. You know what? I don't know what any of them look like because they all had to wear the masks. I didn't have to wear a mask, a mask, but they did. If I ran into them at the HEB, I wouldn't recognize them. So wow, I guess we weren't crazy. We weren't all Alex Jonesing it. Apparently, uh, according to the. Energy Department and the FBI at this point, uh, wow, yeah, it did come from China. Fancy that. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man, News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Uh, we're talking about, you know, apparently uh, the virus, uh, the pandemic did come out of Wuhan, out of the, out of the lab. Uh, let's go to Alex. Alex, how you doing? Oh, I got to push the button, don't I? Alex, there you are. <laughs> Why, I go away for three weeks, now I got to push the button. What the hell are you people doing around here? I'm talent. I don't push buttons. What's that? How you doing, man? I said, quit pushing the buttons there, Rima. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, man. How you doing? All right. All right. All right. Let's, let's start with 
the American sheeple that have done nothing about being lied to mm. through the, you know, for two years, more than two years, okay? Right. They shut everybody down. They told us every lie in the book. We now know that. But what is the American people doing about it? Nothing. Nothing. Okay? Nothing. And now we're going to allow our government to sign a treaty with, you know, allowing the U.N. to put boots on the ground in the United States of America oh, God. to police whatever pandemic they decide on. This is the same organ, the World Health Organization, the guys that hand-in-hand hand with the Chinese lied to the whole world about where it came from and mm -hmm. what it was, knowingly yep, yep. lied about it. Okay? They did. I won't comply. Okay? I, I served my country. I swore an oath, and that oath still stands. Rock on, man. That's the way to be. I'm, I'm, that makes me happy. I, I, you know, they, they're going to gloss over this. They're going to keep moving because I look. They they need the pandemic. They love the pandemic. They 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 were able to cheat their way through a presidential election with the pandemic. They were able to shut down the last year or so of Donald Trump's administration, which they did. Uh, I, I think China and guys like Fauci, I think they all worked in concert with, with big pharma on this thing. This is just my opinion, but that's and what I think. And the Democratic Party. And the Democratic Party, absolutely. Absolutely, they wanted this. And it's weird because the, the, the true believers, people? the American people swallowed it whole, drank the Kool-Aid. And, and you, look at, uh, you, you look at how people are today. It, it's, the true believers are the people who are still wearing the masks, and you see them every day. In their cars, driving down the freeway, yep. alone. Alone, yes, man. Absolutely. Looking at you Crazy. like, what's wrong yes. with you? You're killing people. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Have whatever. a great day, brother. Thank you, Alex. You know, whatever, man. Well, I, I, one thing that happened during the pandemic, and you know this as well as I do, okay? The wearing of the masks and the vaccines became political identifiers. It, it, at some point, especially the masks, and well, and the vaxes, uh, at some point, it, 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 it was no longer about public safety, not that it ever was. But at some point, point for a lot of people, wearing the mask was, look at me. I'm saving lives. I'm a good little Democrat, and I wear my mask. And you're evil because you're not wearing one, and you're killing people. And it was all a bunch of crap. <laughs> it was, I mean, I don't know how else to put it, man. It was all a bunch of hooey. It really was. Uh, it, 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 the masks, again, we now know about 5% efficacy, about 5%, they do they, they prevent about 5% of stuff from happening, which, and, and this is what got me about the masks. Okay. Uh, in the early days, remember people were wearing those neck socks and the bandanas. I think I even wore a freaking bandana at one point and they started putting out, these don't work. You have to wear these kinds of masks, medical masks. So I got medical masks. You know, uh, we we have a, a family member who's a transplant patient, so we were all kind of paranoid at that first about the virus. But it, it all kind of came down to the old Groucho Marx line that I love to throw out there. Who are you going to believe, me or your own eyes? I, I would wear the mask. My glasses would fog up. 
Doesn't matter how I wore the mask. I could feel the wind going out of the mask. They don't do anything, man. <laughs> they, they, they just don't. You could see it with your own eyes. They don't do anything. And yet, man, don't. back in the day, right, don't be caught walk, walking through the HEB without no damn mask. Some yuppie chick's going to dress you down, man. That's right. I'm from the 80s. I still say yuppie. You know the kind. You know the people I'm talking about. Now they're called Karens, right? We called them freaking yuppies when I was young. Can't believe you're not wearing a mask. And I never got, I got dirty looks. I never got yelled at by anybody, but I did, I did get some dirty looks when I wouldn't wear my mask. But anyway. There it is. Info at your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. Hey, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean High. We stick a phone call on a Monday. Here's LaDonna. LaDonna, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Another day in showbiz. What are you thinking? Hey, so what I'm thinking is never going to come to fruition, but we do know that it was released probably on purpose. Um, so my question is, people did lose their lives. So when are we? When's somebody going to be held responsible maybe for negligent homicide or manslaughter? Because the way the first strain worked, it was survival of the fittest. Mm. It, you know, some people caught it, they died, and it's because they did probably have underlying health and health conditions so who's, who's responsible for all those deaths uh personally i think china and dr anthony fauci are responsible um exactly. and you know what ain't a damn thing gonna happen either nothing's exactly. gonna happen thank you i mean I, I hate to be so stark but ain't nothing gonna happen what are you gonna sue china <laughs> Fauci's a worm. I mean, he's lied under oath, uh, in my opinion, on several occasions, and nothing's happened to him. Well, you know, and again, we we live in two realities, don't we? You know, uh, unfortunately, we we do have two separate justice systems. We do have two Americas, and it ain't the, the in a sense, it's not white and black. Although there's a lot of that going on, we'll get to Delbert. Uh, but it's the elites and and the little people really is what it comes down to. And Dr. Fauci is a member of the elite. Nothing's going to happen to him. Nothing. China, well, they hate our guts. They want to kill us anyway. <laughs> so I, I don't know why anybody's so surprised. Uh, the folks who believe this was intentional, such as myself and LaDonna, who just called, we've, we've sort of picked up on this from day one. And the people who are still out there in the frozen food section at HEB wearing their stupid masks are never going to come around. To reason and logic. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five at the movie theaters. Ant Man three has uh, is uh, performing at about seventy one percent under par based upon their budget. They've been replaced by cocaine cocaine bear, which did cocaine bear apparently did really well over the weekend. And apparently uh, the Jesus Revolution, which my man Trey went to see on Friday, said it was very good. Apparently that's doing really well. Um, I only got a few minutes here. So, you know what, can I just say, I, I went to see the Ant-Man movie last week. It was cool. It was good enough. It wasn't a bad Marvel movie. But they're very obviously setting up like a whole new series now with a whole new bad guy. 
And I, you know, Marvel's one of the, they just really want to squeeze as much money out of that franchise as possible. I'm sorry, once Endgame hit, and I thought the Spider-Man movie with all three of the old, you know, all three of the spider guys together was cool. But baby, that plot arc is done, man. I'm just kind of, I mean, I just, do we need like 15 more years of freaking interconnected Marvel movies? <laughs> I, I'm really into movies right now that don't need a sequel, that aren't interconnected in some larger story, that don't have a whole nother version of freaking multiverse. And now even DC, they saw how well the Spider Puke movie went. So now, oh, let's bring back, let's roll Michael Keaton's ass back to play uh, play Batman in a, in a in a in a multiverse. They're not copping Marvel at all, are they? You know what? I'm going to say this. I'm the only guy on planet Earth that's Batmaned out. I don't care if Michael Keaton plays Batman in nine more movies. I'm I'm Batmaned out. I'm just, man, I've had enough Batman for one lifetime. I'm done. I'm actually, I want to see some non-superhero movies at this point. We watched the one that's got a lot of Oscar buzz around it, and it's already won a lot of awards. Everything all at once, all the time. We that actually, I like that was an interesting flick. I didn't like it as much as everybody else did because it was freaking exhausting. It was by the time that movie was over, I just wanted a nap. I mean, it was an exhausting movie, but excellent flick. I mean, it deserves all the awards it's getting. But that movie again is one that doesn't require a, a sequel, and if you make one, you're just being selfish. I still haven't watched The Whale because I feel like I should be in a fairly decent mood before I watch it. If I'm, like, bumming just for about anything, I don't want to watch The Whale. If I have one molecule, I feel The Whale is going to be like a, like a bad LSD trip. You know what I mean? Like, if, it's, if, you're, if you're in a bad place and you watch The Whale, you're just going to feel a thousand times worse. So I want to be in, like, a really decent mood before I take on The Whale. But uh, the, the, the movie with Short Round uh, was very good. The grown-up Short Round. 210-599-5555. Did you watch any decent movies? You and Don Morgan. I know Don Morgan went to see John Mellencamp at the Majestic. Now, that was cool. I, I, I would have liked to have gone to that. Yeah, I, he said it was a great show, which I... Especially at again, the Majestic. I know I saw Mellencamp in the 80s, but I cannot remember when or where or who I was with. I just know I really liked the show. <laughs> it was a good show. And you had a good, it was a good show. Yeah, it was wonderful. Well, he's a dynamo, man. He's, he's what, a 70-year-old guy 70, at this point? 71. And I think he's also another one of these guys that does a lot of painting, and he's got yeah. like this whole other artistic side to him. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. He's in every sense of the word an artist. Yeah. You know, if you go back and, and look at you know his recorded work, um, it, it was always evolving and always oh, yeah. changing. You know, he did the American Fool album and then the Aha uh-huh album, and then he comes out with Scarecrow, which is nothing like what he right. had done. You know, and then it just kept going on. And uh, and his show last night was different, um, not like anything else I'd ever seen. Wow. Um, but overall, it was phenomenal. Well, good on him. Yeah. You know, and like we said, seventy. What cracked me up is you know he comes out and 
Um, I don't know how many heart attacks he's had at this point. Jesus. <laughs> well, the dude but, smokes his cigarettes and backwards. And that's the thing. You know, I mean? you know, he was up there, and you know, he'd sing a few lines. He'd go back and you know, take a couple puffs off a cigarette, <laughs> go back and sing. Probably do some a couple more. of shots, right? <laughs> John Mellencamp. Yeah, man. you know, I'm what sure. Do you expect? I'm sure the building has a no smoking policy, but Mellencamp's up there lighting them up one after another. No, you know he was. You yeah. know he was. What are you going to say to him? No, nothing. Nothing. He'll kick my ass out if I kiss right. me back. You know, in the green room smoking cigarettes yeah no, um it was, it was so it was a good show what did you do this weekend you Work, watch your puppy more and working on that patio i was sending you pictures oh that's right james yeah. is working on a new patio well fixing up We're fixing uh, up an yeah, old patio one bit. so that was uh the weekend soccer and uh manual labor uh all i did was eat i just ate did a lot of eating and i ate some more i have to eat nothing but cabbage this week because of what i consumed over the past three days i was gonna say you went a little heavy on the uh Old-style eating. Well, I, I went to El Chaparral. Well, Friday <laughs> after night, we went to El Chaparral and met some friends there. We had a had a chili relleno. Am I saying that correctly? Or somewhere yeah. in the bar- ballpark? Yeah. With some shrimps. And then Saturday morning, my buddy Randy took me to the doghouse, so I got a big honking chili dog. Oh, you said it was the best hot dog ever. It was. Doghouse rocks, man. Okay, I'll try it. And then uh, I wanted some Chinese, so I went to Spicy Ginger on Saturday night. <laughs> Okay, man. And then on Sunday afternoon, we had crawfish. Sop those up. Uh, and then uh, Sunday night, I had something big. I had uh, I went and got me uh, some coconut shrimp and <laughs> shrimp Alfredo from HEB. Okay, so just, sir. Uh, you had some... your splurge. What the hell, Ryan? I, I know, think I'm going to bust some staples. Yeah. So for this next week, I'm not eating anything. Yeah, here, I'm just not going to eat. Here's the thing, Rima. When it comes to something like that, you can't make up for lost time. I know. It's kind of like, like when you go up. Yeah, you, you know, miss like, it, you miss it. I slept for 90 minutes last night. Now, I know I'm not going to go home and sleep till you know, 2 o'clock tomorrow morning because it doesn't work that way. You, it's gone. You I can't know. get it back. I just did some, I did some, because I got the tube pulled out, so I got right. some, did some eating, and I'm, yeah. I'm back on the res okay. this week. Right. I mean, I'm still, but my offer to take you with me to the gym today is is still there. You know, I got a thing uh, that I have to do uh, at some point. I'll even take it easy on you. No, I got this thing I got to do. I'm not sure what it is because I'm just making it up as I talk to you, but I got a thing. I'm so busy today. (laughs) Yeah, I'm uh, washing my hair. Yeah. Do I? Do I? Oh, and I got a fancy haircut and beard trim at Diesel on uh, Friday. So and you probably covered it up with a stocking cap. So. (laughs) Well, because I look like, <laughs> I take off the hat, I look like <laughs> Billy Bob and Sling Blades. <laughs> you ought not do that. I like fried potatoes. Mm-hmm. I like the way you talk. I like the way you talk. Mm-hmm. I like mustard. In my How mind. do you dial 911? <laughs> one one. All right. 210-599-5585. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Mm-hmm. The news that's hot. Connect residents to information. Stay tuned for updates. Minutes away at the top on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. We're going to talk about the Dilbert guy and race in America at 1005. It's getting fun. Lots of lots of fun stuff with that whole race trip going on here in America. We have now successfully canceled uh, a cartoonist 
whose cartoon strips are published in things that people don't read anymore called newspapers. I uh, yeah, that was actually what I was I was going to do that at some point. I, when I was a kid, I was quite the cartoonist, and uh, had always I had a dream briefly of, it, of being a, a syndicated cartoonist. It's really hard to break into that once you do, and if you got something popular. Um, but he's, uh, this guy who, who does the Dilbert, uh, cartoon, which has been around for a long time, man. Started off in 1989, rough, or the, the original beginnings of Dilbert. And then he started talking about white people and black people. And now Dilbert's got to go away. And Scott Am Scott Adams is canceled. We'll talk about that coming up at ten oh five. I'll probably say something racist that you know if you're if you're a liberal idiot, you'll you'll hate my stinking guts for. And here's the deal: I don't care. <laughs> I I want you to hate me. Let's go to Steve. Steve, how you doing? No, oh, I got to push well. the button there. I didn't push the button. See, Steve, how you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing fine, John. Hopefully he, uh, the the Dilbert guy, has uh, handled his finances well enough to where he doesn't have to worry about the woke weekly. I think he'll be fine. I yeah. think if he's was, economical, I, he'll be fine. <laughs> I was calling about the COVID thing. No. So I I never complied. I will never complied. Mm. Comply. I, I was I was born with free will, and 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 my intention is to go out with free will. But I wanted to point out that you knew that the mask was a fraud the minute you put on it because you could uh, get the fog on your glasses and you could feel the breeze. Mm. And that is because, Sean, you and I are are we are able to critically think. The zombies cannot critically think. If you tell them, put a mask on, it'll save your life. Get a vaccine, it'll save your life. Six feet apart, it'll save you. If you tell them these things, they will just blindly do it. Well, the right people, like you and I, right? The right people have to tell them, though. Uh, If the wrong people tell them, then they go in the opposite direction. By that, it's got to be Anderson Cooper or Chuck Schumer or you know, it's it's got to be Jake Tapper. It's got to be somebody like that. That tells them, and then they'll swallow it whole. Right. Democrats will do anything and everything the Democrat elite tell them to do. But I want to point out, it's not just so for the last two years now, we know that Anderson Cooper and all those people you just named, they were all wrong. Yep. All the Democrat Party elite, Nancy Pelosi, and they, they were all wrong. But it's, it's, it, and so they, they've been wrong for two, two and a half years, but yet they're. <laughs> Democrat zombie supporters will still keep going. And even mm-hmm. further back, yeah. I re- I, I'm old enough to remember when they got rid of the paper bag and they said, we can't have that anymore. We're going to have plastic bags. Right, right, and right. plastic bags, I want to point out, are petroleum-based <laughs> products. Well, yeah. Long about well, everything. well they are. Look at their windmill farms off the coast of New Jersey and New York. They're killing whales left and right. You don't hear a you know, single believe- damn thing from PETA or any, or the Sierra Club or any of the usual the Greenpeace. Where the hell's Greenpeace? Or Greta or any of them. But I want to point out that I, I really think some part of the problem with those windmills killing the whales is that when they do build them and they go into activation, that spinning turbine has a humming vibration I've heard into this. the water. Yeah. You cannot, which I, can't be stopped. I've There's heard no- it affects humans, too, actually. 
Well, I, I would believe that it does yeah. because everything that Democrats do is going to affect humans in a negative way, and they never care about the Democrats. I got, I got to run, behind. Steve. I got to run. Thank you for the call, sir. We'll be right back on News Talk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. Hour number two, five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's good to be back in studio and uh, fully dressed and not in my jammies. Phone lines are open 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. All right, Scott Adams. Dilbert, a uh, comic strip many of you have read and followed, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I I haven't bought a newspaper. I, I bought the Express News on uh, yesterday, the Sunday edition of the Express News, because, well, we were having crawfish, and I didn't want my dining room table to get st- stained, so we had to – we used the Express News to uh, sop up the uh, crawfish juice on my dining room table. It's a great use for that paper. That paper, you can call it that anymore. First off, four freaking dollars for the Sunday uh, Express News. Four dollars, baby. So anyway, uh, that's the first newspaper I bought in a long time. So I, I haven't followed Dilbert, but Scott Adams is on a pod. He has a podcast. Everybody's got a freaking podcast now, or a YouTube thingy. And uh, apparently he was going off on black Americans. There's a Rasmussen poll that came out. And whether or not you think this is racist or no kind of depends on which whose bias you're, you're reading the, the information. I'm, I'm looking at a Washington Post story here. Uh, Washington Post, along with the New York Times, L.A. Times, USA Today are dropping Dilbert. Because on Wednesday, it went on YouTube. He started talking about a Rasmussen poll, Rasmussen, that found uh, like 49% of all black Americans do not think it's okay to be white. The poll itself asked folks, is it okay? It's okay to be white. Uh, and, uh, well over half of the people polled says it's not okay to be white. And this is what, so this is what, uh, and I, I'll be honest with you. I, I've never, I don't, I didn't even know the guy's name was Scott Adams. I don't know who this guy was. I knew Dilbert, but he says if nearly half of all blacks are not okay with white people, that's a hate group. I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people because there's no fixing this. Uh, and he says, he's 65, he's 65, I didn't even know that. He says he uh, blames, he says black people are not focusing on education and he also said, I'm also really sick of seeing video after video of black Americans beating up non-black citizens. He said that on Wednesday, uh, on Thursday, uh, the Washington Post, and, or USA Today, or uh, noticed they said they're not going to publish the Dilbert comic strip anymore. His, uh, uh, you know, the company that, uh, that distributes him, uh, the syndicate, that's something called Gannett. 
They're dropping him. Detroit Free Press, Cincinnati Inquirer, Indianapolis Star, Austin American Statesman. Shocking. Washington Post. Uh, let's see. Or who? Who's this? Uh, yeah. For the in light of Scott Adams' recent statements promoting segregation, which is not what he did, by the way. The Washington Post has ceased publication of the Dilbert comic strip. What's really funny, and I haven't even gotten to what he, to the content of what he said. What's funny is that the people who are promoting segregation tends to be folks on the Black Lives Matter side, right? You you have all black uh, dormitories. We have black graduations. We have black seminars where white people aren't allowed to go. But somehow this guy that most people don't know, most people don't know the guy's name. They know the freaking comic strip more than they know him. One guy on one YouTube channel that nobody watches, I imagine, says that black people, white people need to stay away from black people because black people are attacking white people. And oh my God, he's promoting segregation. What, what the hell are the rest of you doing? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't really care about Dilbert one way or the other, but the conversation is important because you know what? Every week we see videos of black people beating up white people or non-black people. It's the elephant in the room, baby. It's right there in front of you. We had this teacher's aide, 57 year old woman. Uh, where the hell was that? It was in California somewhere, I believe. Uh, and she took uh, a video game thing away from a six foot six, sixteen year old or seventeen year old black teenager, who then proceeded to beat the living crap out of her. On video, it took five people to get him off her. Uh, we had uh, on a on a bus a few weeks ago. I th- I'm trying to remember where this was. It might have been in Philly. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. New York. And you had a bunch of uh, black teens who were 15, 16, 17, beating the crap out of a nine-year-old white girl. Uh, You have people uh, coming up to people uh, on the streets of our major cities, and they're just smacking them upside the head with a lead pipe or beating them up. Um, here's the dealio, okay? Here's the deal, all right? Here's here's what I think, and if you think I'm being a freaking racist, and by all means, call us up and explain why. 210-599-5555. If you're taking people uh, as young as kindergarten, first grade, and second grade, and all the, the way through their educational experience, you are telling the black students and students of color that all white people are inherently racist, however, no matter how they treat you or don't treat you, and that this country was was built on the backs of slaves. What do you think is going to happen at some point? What do you? It's it's in the education system. It's cultural. It's in pop culture. It's in media. Our politicians repeat this crap. That if you're black, you are always a victim and you're always being oppressed and you're never going to get anywhere because of the freaking oppression on you and on your ancestors. And Whitey did it. You know what? This whole social justice thing is not social justice at all because there's nothing just about it. It's social revenge. I'd actually have a little bit more respect uh, for the movement as a whole if they just came right out and said it. 
Maybe they do, and I just don't hear it. I guess they are when you say all white people are inherently genetically racist. And that's the message. Whitey's bad. We're banning, uh, let's see, an Aroll Doll book, uh, I think it was Matilda. That I told you about this last year or last week. They're rewriting uh, books now with uh, to, to nice them up for today's sensibilities. And in uh, a Roald Dahl book, uh, the line was, their faces were white with fear. Well, I guess the word white itself is bad now, so they had to rewrite that line for old Roald, who's rolling over in his grave watching this happen. Because whiteness is bad. White's bad. Honkies are bad. Crackers are bad. They need to have their asses kicked for all the oppressive and horrible things they have done. Let's be honest. That's what's going on. That's the message. All this comic book artist guy did was point that out in language that I guess maybe you could call inelegant. Maybe he wasn't freaking nuanced enough. But if you're telling an entire generation of people that white people deserve everything that's coming to them because they're horrible racists, whether they act that way or not, their white skin tells you they're bad. And they've been they've been rewriting history for years now. They're tearing down statues. Why do the statues have to go? I'll tell you why. Because it's you freaking Democrats who brought, uh, 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 you know, the, the, you're, you're the cradle of racism in America, the Democratic Party. All the racist laws of the 40s, 50s, and 60s uh, in the South, Jim Crow, most of those laws were under Democrat governors and Democrat mayors. But now they're trying to get out of their own dicey history with racism by talking about how, first off, I'm white and I know how stinking racist and hateful I am because I'm an ally. And white people suck and they're guilty. And we're going to teach it in the schools. We're going to talk about it uh, in our TV shows and on our news programs and our online content. Whitey bad. And so what? We're suddenly shocked that we're seeing these kinds of attacks? But somehow this guy who draws this freaking comic strip is the bad guy. Give me a freaking break, man. You're all playing the stinking race game, and you you know it. And I'm talking to you liberal idiots right now. You're all playing the race trip, and the fact is, I believe this stuff is going to get worse before it gets better. And once again, I, I know you're, and I know I'm going long, I know your mayor and your city council wants you to, and this, all these justice people want us to believe that San Antonio is just beset with uh, white supremacy. It's a bunch of crap. It's not happening here. And and for once, I, well, not for once, I'm, I'm eternally grateful to be living in this city. But I sure as hell am glad I don't live in Chicago, Baltimore, D.C. Sorry, having white skin. I'm very thankful I don't live in those cities. I'm very glad my daughter doesn't live in those cities. She'd be a target. We'd be, we'd be targets. And listen, are, are we going to pretend and act like this isn't going on? Is that what, is that what the whole Dilbert thing is about? Because, you know, merely by saying this, I'm a racist, right? 
merely by saying, well, I see a lot of videos of black people beating a snot out of non-black people, but if I say that, I guess I'm just being a colonial, I'm inherently racist. Really, I just hate black people. That's really what it's all about, right? Right? Yeesh. Whatever. 21059. So cancel the cartoon guy. And the world stopped spinning and we all fell off. 210-599-5555. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Hi. Top of this guy, talking about this guy who draws Dilbert. They're canceling him. Uh, because he said, he mentioned a Rasmussen poll that shows, uh, solid majority, well, thin minority of people, how do I put this, uh, of the people polled in this thing by Rasmussen, the simple question was, is it okay to be white? And it's a majority uh, number that says, no, it's not, these are African Americans. So from that, he he went to, well, you know, uh, black people seem to be beating up a lot of non-black people in these videos, so maybe white people should stay away from black people right now. And for that, he's been canceled. He's horrible. He's promoting segregation. Of course, the left have been promoting segregation for years now, several years, uh, where the college campuses especially, right, you have got to have two dorms, got to have two graduations. we got to have... You know, racism seminars, and if you're white, you're not you're not invited to come, Mister Man, because you're white and you're racist. And so we're kicking this around. We're having the discussion that apparently we're too afraid to have, and actually shouldn't be allowed to have because I'm freaking, I'm a freaking honky. I'm a guilty cracker. Here's Lee. Lee, how you doing? Good. I, I just don't know what the solution is, but I do know that I really believe that Obama and his wife uh, just made a mess out of this country as far as starting all this up. You know, they did. Uh, I really believe that that as leaders, they just didn't do a very good job at all, and they just ruined everybody. About the well, the first thing. black president... Instead of ushering us into a post-racial world, a post-racial America, which he had every opportunity to do as the first black president, he went in the opposite direction. He routinely made an issue of his skin color. He routinely used his skin color to blunt criticism of his administration. He routinely called out, as he called us, white folks like his mom who just, yeah. you know, we're just racist. We're just, from the minute we get out of the birth canal, we're freaking racist. And you're right. Yeah. He, that was him. He started that crap it, it, in yeah, this new I, phase of it. Yeah. Like I say, I don't know what the solution is, but that's sure the cause of it. Yeah, I, I, I think it's one of the instigator, one of the uh, uh, initial causes. I appreciate the, the call. Yeah, Obama, uh, Obama had, he had an incredible historic opportunity as the first black president, which he squandered and actually made such an issue out of race. Uh, police officers were uh, racist. Uh, uh, white people are right. Ra- I mean, Obama, he was all about that stuff. I mean, it was the first her, her, her husband's election was the first time that she, uh, his wife, Michelle, actually felt proud to be an American. 
And if you spend, as we are at this juncture in 2023, when you spend all of your time in the public education system, in media, in culture, in politics, in economic matters, I mean, all this climate change stuff is is all rooted in racist stuff. You know, because climate change hurts black people worse than white people. And that's the message over and over and over again. And then young black men start and women start beating the crap out of people for no reason. Uh, what, I mean, what, what, honestly, what do you think is going to happen? Well, it, it, what's happening is precisely with the folks on the left, and I'm talking about the architects. It's precisely what they want to have happen. They would love nothing more than for Americans to be at each other's throats, whether it's because of race, economics, immigration, whatever. Doesn't matter. And it's sick. 2105. So, yeah, yeah. Are, are, you know, should, should white people, when they're going about their business, depending on where they are in this country, be kind of mindful that they might have a target on their backs? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to agree with him. He's right. He's right. What did you expect? 210-599-5555. If you want to call me up and tell me I'm a stinking racist, by all means, I'd love to hear it. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Anywhere, Anywhere, anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Hi. 1037, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins coming up at 11. Um, well, this story is just kind of stupid, but I'm going to I'm going to bring it up because uh, uh, every every any chance, frankly, that I get to bag on the 90s, I'll do it. Because the 90s, you know, it's it, when, when millennials start waxing nostalgic on the 90s, I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if Don Morgan's another 80s guy like me. I don't know if he'll agree or not. But for me, the 90s were, was something that happened between bong hits and beers. You know, I I, I, I got married at some point hmm. in the 90s. Right. I don't remember much else. Twin Peaks was cool. Right. Never watched the X-Files. No, I, you made mention of this earlier on, and I started to think about it. And, you know, perhaps you're right. Because I really, you know, I was thinking about the, you know, 1989 going into 1990 and all the stuff that was going on. Yeah. And, and was it me or is it, you know, you as well, that it seemed like when we went from 89 into 90, at some point, like in January or so, <laughs> you start to think, wow, the party's over. I did. Yeah. <laughs> the party wasn't over. It continued on for another 10 yeah. years or 20 years. But I don't know. For it some felt reason, like the glory days were gone. Right. For and some reason, to me, it felt like, well, you know, now I have to, you know, I have to you know, start taking things seriously, you know. I've well, been, I didn't think that. Right. But, you know, that's I never think that. But you know, I'd been on my but, own for five or six years. Well, you had. You had. So, so I was kind of like, well, you know, I think I've done everything I wanted to do. So I, I, mean, it did, I mean, it did feel like something was over. Right. Because the 80s were so weird. You know, I mean, the, the, you know, the 80s were just weird and we loved it, you know, and I, 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 as far as what I can remember, I'm told I had a pretty good time in the 80s. By the time the 90s rolled around, it just, I mean, the the Berlin Wall coming down was great. The very beginning, 
Uh, Nirvana and grunge saved rock and roll, I think, because uh, prior to that, all we had was spandex guys with eyeliner and crap, and I hated it. And three chords and three chords and the bull crap, you know. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of truth in that stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the 80s, I thought, kind of went out with a whimper, and then the, the front end of the 90s were cool. But then the rest of the 90s, meh. <laughs> kind of vanilla, kind I, I, of generic. I didn't, yeah, the music scene. I mean, by the time I got into alternative rock in the late 90s, you're playing a lot of Green Day, but you're playing a lot of ska, you know, which was weird. But once I thought about, you know, I said the party was over. And then, you know, I started to think about that, too. And apparently I wasn't the only one that felt that way. I, I think a lot of people that because, came of age in the 80s Because you mentioned way. the whole grunge thing. Yeah, right. thank God that was over within a couple of years because it was depressing as hell. I loved it because I, I, I was miserable. Well, yeah, and I exactly. love being miserable. You know, it, it fit your cause. I, I was great. I loved yeah. grunge. It was, I, I was miserable <laughs> as hell, and I loved it. Yeah, see everybody. But that was. was the only cool thing. And Twin Peaks, you know. And so the reason I bring it up is the American doll, American Girl dolls. My kid had one. They're very popular with young girls. I guess so. And I guess trannies now. I guess he can't call, can he call it an American them? You know, I don't know what's the pronoun. But they have a new line of American girl dolls that are historically accurate of the 90s. They have two characters who are twins. They're historical characters from the 90s. How, you know what? We have not been away from the '90s nearly long enough for you to start talking about what's historical and what's not. Well, how do they? What describe to us what this means, though? Are they? You know, do they look like they're you know having a serious heroin hangover? They look I mean, like they just on? fell out of a boys to men concert. Okay, that's what it, to me. I don't. I don't remember the culture of the '90s because I, you know, I was an '80s guy. Right. And I, you know, I just, I don't, I've never, I, I guess if you came, if you grew up to the, during the 90s, you think it's great. Mm-hmm. I thought it was boring as snot. I thought the 90s were just, eh, okay. Didn't get interesting until the Y2K bugs started put, getting people to put saran wrap on their freaking windows, you know, yeah. but beyond that. Right. I don't know. Well, James, you're, I mean, you're I, a little younger. You're 50 now. Yeah. So you're kind of on the cusp well, that was, between that was your time. Gen X and Millennial. Well, you're... I wasn't playing with American Girl dolls. Well, no. So, but I, well, yeah. I, I don't have kids. I don't. I can't relate to this. And but you, I mean, the you '90s. You remember them. the '90s? Was the '90s? Because like I just, yeah. I'm like with Don. It's it. It's kind of like the '70s were for a lot of boomers coming out of the '60s. You the, know, the '90s for me were college. That was college, college. years. Yeah. yeah, not bad. I just remember working all the time. I just remember always being in a relationship and always living with somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Not being happy about it. Yeah, see, I just, you know, I, I think back to that whole time, and I, I just, I, it seemed like I was always on the air. You were working your ass. I was, too, actually. I worked working. a lot. Yeah. It never ended. Well, you, you, for us, the 90s, well, you started younger than I, but for me, I was really kind of focused on the radio thing. Mm-hmm. For most of the 90s, I, I got, in the early 90s, I got into the whole poetry thing. Because remember the cafe, the beatniks, kind of this retro beatnik yeah. thing sort of right. kicked off in the early 90s to the mid-90s. and you I carried a Jack Kerouac paperback I, in your I, back pocket. I, right, and yeah. I got, you know, I used to publish my books off a Xerox machine, so I got into that. Mm-hmm. But mostly it was just radio, and where do I go? Where do I want to be? What do I want to do? And then all of a sudden the 90s were over, and I'm like, huh, that was half a fart of a, of a decade. <laughs> It really does get quicker as you get older, doesn't it? Right. The time thing. Yeah. But like when I ha- when I'm hanging out with a millennial, 
they just love they can't shut up about the nineties. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah, the nineties are thrilling. Oh boy. Good, Ooh, good boys, times. Great, great great times in the nineties, man. I just wow. love the freaking nineties. It was a good time trying to get through it. Like I said, we all we cared about was two thousand. Nobody gave a crap about the nineties. Like, well, it's almost over. You know, and maybe that was century maybe thing. that was part of it too. What? We were so anxious to see the whole two thousand thing come yeah. on that we just kind of wished the whole decade away. Nobody cared. You know, we, <laughs> let's just move on to this two thousand thing. Come on, we're so close. But that's kind of what it felt like. And I, I'm like you, like once nineteen ninety ninety one hit, I'm like, uh, yeah. And everybody started looking like uh, I'm trying to think of what the style back then was with the clothing. Well, it was emo. That was, it was when, emo. Yeah. That was when yeah. emo started. All oh, the emo crap kicked right. in. Hot, like, hot every, topic. Everybody needed uh, a shower. Hot topic. To me, it looked like everybody needed a shower. It did, yeah. and I don't know. They're just the the it never the nineties never seemed to have. Oh, you guys are gonna so call me highfalutin and say I'm such an artsy fartsy snot when I say this. The nineties had no zeitgeist. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> there was just no. Identifiable zeitgeist to the '90s, you know, unless right. you consider Molly and Skulder to be your zeitgeist. Right. But you well, know. Dilbert debuted in the '90s. Yeah, look how that worked out <laughs> for him. <laughs> right, to me, it just seemed like everything got really ridiculous. Yeah, and, uh, and, and at some point, and and I think it was the day um, that a reporter asked Bill Clinton, "Boxers or briefs?" <laughs> at that point. Everything just got stupid. At that point, it's it like, ah, the 90s anymore. are lame. This is stupid. Is this what we've come to? Did you asking just... this guy what type of underwear he has on? This is the dumbest thing ever. It was This decade dumb. sucks already. The decade, yeah, we're like, oh, this is going to suck. And you know what? It did suck, all right? Yeah. Didn't we lose music videos in the 90s yes, on the MTV? Yes, they started doing yeah. the, all the crap the with the game world shows stuff. in the real world. Yeah. The 90s sucked, man. We want our money back. All right, everybody say it on the count of three. One, two, three. The 90s sucked. And if you're acting all nostalgic about the 90s, you got scammed. All right. Two, one, zero. <laughs> no zeitgeist. <laughs> you didn't have a freaking zeitgeist, man. You were a major negative in the zeitgeist column. We had zeitgeist up the ass in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that was <laughs> no i meant a zeitgeist not, not an implement <laughs> we had zeitgeist all over the place i just thought my pants were too tight Hoo ah moving right along two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. is it zanti yeah zanti how are you all right man welcome back thank you I wanted to discuss, the, and I agree with y'all on the 90s, it kind of sucks. <laughs> I was in Europe. I lived in Paris for a year. Oh, God. Came back and was like, oh, oh. anyway, I wanted to discuss about the uh, James Bond, uh, Ian Fleming. Oh, I haven't even gotten there yet, but they're, they're, they're like the Roald Dahl oh, books. Oh. They wanna, they're going to rewrite, they're going to reissue all the Ian Fleming books for the 70th anniversary. Uh, and they're taking out all the objectionable references. Right. I was in junior high. I heard it on. Uh, right. So, uh, so what do you think about it, though? What do you What do you think? Yeah. So I ended up buying the original thirteen uh, paperbacks by Ian Fleming of James Bond. It's what got me interested in wanting to join the uh, the Navy. Right. And Army. He was a Navy Army. commander. That's right. In the books. Yes, he was. 
And my stepdad and one of my uncles served during Vietnam. My stepdad was a Marine, Force Recon, Team Sergeant. And right. uh, my uncle was in the Army. So it got me interested in it, man. I was intrigued by all that espionage and law. They're great books. They're excellent I books. I lost them in so many moves, but, man, that's what got me more yeah. motivated to join up. Well, buy more copies now. And i got to run, man. I'm right. of time. And thank you for your service. Buy more copies now until they re- before they reissue them. In fact, let me take a break. I'll, I'm going to finish out the gig with this. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. At the top of the hour, we'll keep on top of the news. Better understand what's going on. And that's really what's happening here. On News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Uh, final few moments of the show. Mark V. Van Camp and Robbins coming up next. Um, uh, we're, we're in the midst of uh, my brother Trey's uh, food drive, too, for the food bank. So go to the website, ktsa.com. I, a, a, the caller mentioned something that just infuriated me when I saw this. I was pissed off enough about the Roll Doll edits. Um, the owners, uh, the publishers of the Ian Fleming James Bond novels reportedly are changing a lot of lines in the books. And the last caller was correct. He wrote 13 books, I believe, James Bond books. And he wrote, I believe, 13 novels. And there was one that was a collection of short stories called For Your Eyes Only. Uh, And and I've read all of them when I was a kid because I I was named after Sean Connery. So I kind of grew up with this. Weird fascination with James Bond. My dad and brothers, older brothers, were fans. And so I started reading reading the novels uh, probably when I was around 12 or 13. And continued that practice uh, all the way till I finished the, the whole series. And I tried, John, then they brought in John Gardner, and John Gardner tried to write some, some new James Bond movies, License Renewed and stuff like that. I couldn't get into those. I, I love the original Ian Fleming books. And they were great. They were written very, very well. And uh, the as a writer myself, the idea that decades after somebody dies, or maybe not, they're not even going to wait that long at some point, you're going to roll in and start rewriting the dude's books. Because they're actually offering trigger warnings. When they reissue these books in a few months uh, for the 70th anniversary of the, of the publication of, I, I believe, Casino Royale, uh, they're going to rewrite certain lines that are problematic by today's standards, mostly racial stuff. Uh, and, uh, and other things that are inappropriate by today's standards. And, uh, I hate it. I art. What are the val- the value of art apart from having something really cool to consume or read or look at or what have you or listen to? is that it's our art that leaves a trace of who we were on this planet and in this universe long after we're gone. Science is what people figured out in their moment, right? Politics is uh, how the polis 
operated uh, at any given time in history, whether it was the Romans or the Nazis or us or what have you. And I, I'm not equating myself to Russians or Romans and, and Nazis. Just saying that politics, yeah, tells you one thing about a moment in time. Science tells you something else. But art tells you who we were and what we thought and how we felt about stuff. And the only, which is important, and uh, you start rewriting that stuff after the fact, and you lose that thumbprint, that footprint on history that art provides us with. And and again, I, I started reading those books when I was twelve or thirteen. I've read every single one. Some of them I've read multiple times. And I didn't turn out to be a racist, misogynist. And again, you know, uh, this new thing about rewriting stuff and reimagining stuff because it's so upsetting to people now. We'll grow a pair. If you if you can't handle a freaking Ian Fleming spy novel from 1956, you're the person with the freaking problem, not freaking Ian Fleming. I mean, come on, man. So let me get this straight. We're going to start letting computer AI systems write our books for us while we go about the business of rewriting books that came before us because, what, they're upsetting by today's standards? I'm so sick of it. Down that path lies madness. It really does. It's art. You're killing art. And the people who are doing it themselves are artless fools. Leave the freaking books alone, leave art alone, leave the movies alone, leave the old TV shows alone. My God. It, it's just, I, it, it makes me sick to the pit of my stomach. And not because anything I've ever written is ever going to be important enough that people would want to, some, some, some uh, liberal douche, pro- frankly, would want to rewrite it because it's upsetting or whatever. I, but, you know, of the people that I admired growing up, I don't want you messing with their stuff. If you start going through the worldview of our favorite and revered artists, whether they're symphonic conductor uh, composers or they're authors of novels and poetry or they're filmmakers, music makers, you're going to find a whole lot of people who don't measure up to today's sensibilities. A lot. And you're going to find a lot of good art doesn't measure up to those to those same sort of arbitrary and 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 frankly artificial standards that we maintain today to make ourselves feel good. It's a bunch of crap. So get the Ian Fleming books while you can. Thank you, James. Thanks, Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, uh, Don Morgan, and my good brother Trey. Ware. spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.